Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Oho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. L.A. Natives Podcast. Las Aslan. Oho. What up? L.A. Natives community. Once again, we are here Wednesday, dedicated to our community, bringing relevant artists, talented artists. And today we have Brother Sicko Soldado today in the house. Sicko Soldado right here, representing with the homies from L.A. Natives. Absolutely. How you, how you been? Mr. Armando. <laughs> uh, I've been good, man. Just, you know, trying to, like I said, stay busy and just grinding like like you were talking a little bit earlier yeah. about, you know, not just being uh, not just being a worker, but an owner. Yeah, yeah. And, and working towards that goal, of course, right. because, you know, a lot of us don't learn that till later on in life right right yeah we we had to it's either you're born into it or you you make it for your generation exactly we had to kind of like go through our mistakes right to get to okay let me let me see what i'm doing wrong let me let me try to yeah put it together exactly no i got god knows more than that i mean i should use that word god it's like such a habit but I know exactly what you're talking about because, you know, the investments I made with other groups and, exactly. you know, um, studio. I, you don't know how many studios I've built. My, my partner will tell you. Shout out, Jenny. Um, she'll tell you, God, you built like five different professional studios and yeah. like, you know, a limited amount of albums. And, and I don't know. They're, they're, we can look at them as mistakes, but... If you don't repeat them, then they're not really mistakes. They're just kind of growing planes that you need to do. You need to do exactly. that when you're a recording artist, when you don't have a record deal, right? You need to go exactly. and build your own fucking studio. I mean, at the same time, too, is like um, you're not sitting around waiting for somebody else to do it for you. You're actually like researching it. Uh, you're, you're doing stuff to, uh, you know, to create. And and even if it's not the best quality, but at least you're doing you're taking the steps towards getting there, because you know you can't just start with sick ass fucking you know uh, equipment, right? You know, or yeah. or badass verses like mm-hmm. it takes time. You gotta write. You gotta sit there. You gotta create and yeah. and take the time to actually uh, you know you know study your craft and. and and it's not just about rapping. It's just about like you know learning how to promote or exactly. market and yeah. And like you're saying, like you build so many studios, and and it, it was like 
you just learn different things like well yeah because like each studio sound, brought each studio brought something you know, like the where, first studio i built i i did victory's album and jaguar prophecies mm-hmm. probably the biggest albums that i'm known for nice, nice and then the second studio made evolution and uh, another one of victor's records and then the third studio um did my solo career so every studio it, it's not like oh my god it, it i guess when it's a bad habit as an artist to go, oh, I didn't make a million dollars and I don't have a million dollar, I didn't have a exactly. record deal. Like that, that's not, I came to a conclusion a long time ago that if you're going to do music and do it independently, it is about building your own little production suite. And if, if you have traction with it, if it's viral, if, it's, if it has, um, momentum armando would talk more about this because he knows when he sees an artist have momentum then then you maximize it you know what i mean and then take it to a little bit more professional exactly mix downs and 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 more investment right it's 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 just like anything it's a process like you can't skip certain steps it's like um what you can't go from not like just not practicing the straight recording Mm. or not having to rewrite shit. Or, or, or fucking performing without practice. There's some songs that you don't even want to use anymore. Like, yeah. you know, like, uh, we recorded, we did this, we did that, we wrote for it, whatever. But then it's like, uh, I don't even want to use it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just like life. Everything's a process. It's just sometimes we just get frustrated. It's, you know, just like anybody, just like any artist or any any regular person, you get frustrated that shit's not going mm. the way you're doing it because you're putting your whole heart into this shit and and then still not getting you nowhere. But in the same way, it's still, uh, like at least for me, it's still making me feel like, hey, I'm at least pursuing what I want to, mm. even though I might not be as, ex- as successful as I want to, but at least I'm doing what I said I was going to do. You know, well you, well, you have it in you, just like Zero. Exactly. You you've paved the grounds of LA uh, long enough to where people like myself know about you. Zero knows about you. A lot of people know about you. One thing that does stand out is the sticker game. I love it. A lot of artists don't do that. A lot of artists, you know, expect you know people to memorize a certain figure or a name just because. But no, I love artists like yourself that take it to a whole new level and understand the slap game is so important. Yeah. Um, well, I just I just picked that stuff up like we were talking about earlier. It's like as you go, you learn like certain little things that, you know, people like or they don't like. or And I just feel like sometimes with the stickers, they're, uh, you know, even if you don't like it, you want to stick it somewhere. Mm. So <laughs> you're just it's 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 a it's a win win because it's like your style, though. It's, it's like it's for not, me, when, when I see throw you, it away, when I see you. Um, and just just for the record, I've known Seco Soldado since he moved here, right? From pretty much like the I, first I, year you moved here. I actually knew about you guys through uh, the Pastor Mike oh, okay. documentary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Through shout out to Sal Rojas uh, with the Brown Pride and all mm. that. And well, yeah, that was a big platform back and then. And I was like, damn, that's tired. You've got to be in a movie, and I seen like. You know, different artists out of LA, and I was like, "Damn, I gotta go out there." Right. Man, that what shit movie is, is this, Zero? There's a, there's a, there's a, like a documentary, a documentary called "Pass the Mic." They did a long time ago. Um, I'll, we'll have to research it. Um, but yeah, man, I met you when you first came from 
from uh, and you were doing things with chemo, yes. right? And yeah, and it's, it all started through chemo, and and you know, just like any other artist, you know, I was a young kid, like I wanted shout out delinquent habits, exactly. Chemo, chemo blacks again, delinquent habits, dead silence, um, and uh, I was just a kid, man. I just love hip hop, and at the time I was living in Colorado. And I'd been there for a few years already. But I was still young. I was like 17, 18. Mm. And then uh, when I... No, actually, I was like 19, 20. And then we seen through brownpride.com back in the day, you know, there was no social media type of thing. So we seen a flyer for Delinquent Habits performing at the Tiki Bar. Mm. In, in, in uh, I believe it's in uh, Huntington Beach. Okay. And... Me and my ex at the time, I was, we're like, dude, we got to roll. Mm. And it took us like 17 hours. Holy fuck, you drew from Colorado. <laughs> wow. All the way out here. That's the, those stories right there, bro. When yeah. you finally find the success that you want. Yeah. Those are the ones that you're going to like cherish. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, and we were like, fuck it. And we had to be back by Monday. So it took us a whole day to get here. As soon as we get here, we take a shower and go to the to the venue. What? And it was a little bar, and and, and not to this or nothing, but there wasn't a lot of people there. Mm. So we're like, dude, are they are they actually coming? Or it's like, <laughs> is this show happening? Right. But you know, we're was new to fake? LA. We're we're thinking like, damn, fucking the LA show must be cracking. It's mm. fucking gonna be sold out. Mm. There's not no no gonna be no room and this and that. But when we get there, it was, it was pretty empty. But then, you know, as time progresses, sure. as you stay in L.A. and you go to different shows, you understand that it's, the shows in L.A. are not the same as in other different states or different cities. That's interesting. And, That's uh, interesting that you have that perspective because you, you come from outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. Out here, it's like, it doesn't start till 10. Even if it says fucking 8 o'clock, it just, no one's going to show up till like 10. But it was, at, at the same time, I didn't understand. I was young. I was a small yeah. venue. It's yeah. not like, because they, they did have shows where they were like sold out, which is like the, the low rider shows yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I was like, damn, there was like thousands of people there. And, but this particular show, it was a small venue, which it happened to be cool because... Once we did see that they got there, there was nobody there to be like, hey, let me get an autograph. Hey, let me let me fucking talk to you, this mm. and that. So we rolled up to Chemo. I was like, damn, that's Chemo. That's fucking OG. That's that's Wero. So we're like, hey, man, we drove all the way from Colorado to come see you guys. And they're like, what? You guys can't fucking come to the back. We're fucking chilling. Boom. They started like, that's hey, cool. you guys want to smoke? I was like, hell yeah, that's fucking sick. I can't tell you, I can't tell you how, as an artist, when someone travels that far to see you. Exactly. Like, I mean, you went far. Like, the last show we had at the Catch One, remember, they came from San Francisco and San Jose, and they're like, we're here to see you, and it's like, LA Natives, and and so it feels amazing that your art has penetrated that way, and so that's cool, it's a cool story to to kind of know that, you know, you were, And that And that's kind of how it all started, and I was like... I'm like, uh, it was just cool. Like, it's all about, like, I was just doing it because I love hip-hop. You know what I mean? Because I love the music, and I was just... Well, you wanted to break a, into a, the a, industry a fan, as well. You know what I mean? A fan of of, of just the music, mm. first off. Not, not I was like, oh, I want to be a rapper. I was like, damn, this is dope. 
I, I remember talking to you. I remember talking to you and going, dude, it's going to be a long road. It's like, yeah. it, it's not, it doesn't just open up. Like, oh, of course not. And I mean, for certain people, there's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it just, it just depends. But those people, I mean? but those people that do that, those people that do get those type of breaks, they're compromising. Uh, you know what I mean? To a certain extent, yeah. They, they compromise or they have a relative or someone. It's not, they don't just give away millions of dollars to people. You got to be really savvy to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's there. It, it's just, you know, it, it, it's just, you just got to be out there to do it yeah. too. And sometimes I got to be real with myself is sometimes there's times where I'm being lazy mm. because I'm doing, I'm focused on, I was focused on other shit, even still now, not, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but um, even before it was more like partying, doing this, doing that versus me like, okay, let me fucking get my game right so I could stack up. And fucking, you know, do some investments here, do some shit there, mm. and and think about being an owner, like you were saying earlier, instead of just an employee, right? And and just you know investing in like my music and my merch, and and you know, but during, still having a job. And during our era of music, like or or our height of music, when we were like actually throwing down money for things and stuff, yeah. it was much different than it is now. Yeah, like it is. now your phone. Your clout, your friends, your your little fifteen second of a whatever can make you into something that's like you're not even. That's like you know those rappers that have one hit song or not even a hit song. Like oh, you know who's a good example yeah. is um, Six Nine. Yeah, he was more famous for all the bullshit he did. Of course, and he happened to make fucking music, right, Armando? So he was more about the bullshit, and that's what I mean. Like we didn't have those type of resources because. When we started, I know when you printed shirts when you moved down here, yeah. it was a, a shitload of, and there was minimums, and yes, it wasn't like oh, I'm the the direct to garment. Ah, oh, just give me four. You know, it's like it's not like that no more. It was never like that for us. Like you had to buy like oh no, you got to buy like fucking six dozen, bro. And and then and then that's but at the same time, I guess that's a good thing because even I remember times where Kimo would tell me like. I was like, hey, game, how do you do this and shit on Photoshop or whatever? He's like, hey, you're gonna have to learn. Look on fucking, you know, look you shit up. Like, <laughs> that's how I did it's it. Like, Just cool. fuck around, you know what I mean? Do it. And I was like, fuck it. So that's when I started doing it and then like learning how to make my own little flyers and shit and then my own little designs yeah. and learning about, you know, making your own silk screen mm -hmm. and fucking. Mm. Now I can print one fucking shirt. Now I can print mm. 30 shirts mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I don't have to play nobody. But then it's it's like a learning process because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I need a fucking eight fucking color mm -hmm. printer. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you don't. You just need one. Mm -hmm. Boom. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. One color. You One just side. stack your shirts. You don't have to print fucking 50 of them at the same time. And you know who was a good example about merchandise and, and keeping it organized and was a great example for independent artists was at um, Quinto Sol from, yeah. from, uh, from Milwaukee. Yeah. They, like, I remember seeing videos on YouTube when YouTube was breaking and they would do videos. And I'd see their warehouse and it would be, like, larges, mediums designs like all designs all organized ready to yeah. go ready to ship those guys were on their shit it's, and they still are yeah man. like it's just a different era now mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like you don't have to do that no more mm -hmm. you could just get a website where they they print it for you they ship it for you 
Yeah, and you get a royalty of five dollars or whatever it is, you, however you set the you're price. You're gonna make five, ten bucks anyway, even if you go do it yourself. You know what I'm At saying? At the end it's of the like, day, mm-hmm. you're gonna spend time going to buy the shirt, taking it to the print shop, or printing it yourself, putting the ink, drawing yeah. it, yeah. sending it out, shipping it out. The labor yeah. is definitely uh, uh, an issue process. of it, yeah. but I think what really hurts us, I don't think it's the labor. I think it's the giveaways because you have to give it away. You know, oh, here, here's an album. Here's here's a shirt. Here's an well, album. To be honest, I, I've gotten to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm not giving my work away no more. No, but in this in the beginning. Oh, no, not, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. I was throwing away shirts. That's 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 that's, that's what I mean. Like in the beginning, you're investing so much money. Right. Yes. And then you end up. Oh, well, my homie wants one or. I'm going to give it away and you're fired up. And then you're like, fuck, now I'm $300 in the hole. Yeah, it's like, but nowadays I'm very, very strict about like, you know. And it's not about being strict either. It's it's just about, you know, you're investing your money into it. At least, you know, pay me what I put into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it's it's not in a bad way or in a cocky way, but at least, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. And and I gotta value my merch. Yeah. I gotta value mm-hmm. my music. It's not like something that fucking took me a minute to make. Yeah. I had to sit down and write it, go to the studio, record it, right. send it to get mixed and master, right. and then fucking design the know, cover. Design the cover, take a fucking video, shoes, do this, do that. Yeah. And then for me to be like, okay, here. Yeah. It's like at least give me ten bucks, bro. <laughs> you know I love that explanation, bro, because I think I think the LA Native audience will understand and um, respect the independent artist's um, grind mm-hmm. because it's not um, it's not an easy one. It's not an easy one, definitely. But with persistence, consistency, new material, new designs, re- remaking of the old designs and old exactly. things, and knowing that in that process of learning. You did have value because I, I know that I still have silk screens from from El Vu Yeah. That I know if I will, okay, cool. I'm gonna print twenty of them. As you yeah. should. Yeah. As you should, because you don't even have to print twenty. You can print like one and be like, hey, I got these new designs. Right. And they're like, hey, I, I want one. And the way I do it is I take pre-orders mm. because that way I know for sure it's a sold shirt. Yeah. Versus me. Smart. Taking over like 30 bucks and have it there. Right. And waiting for somebody. Maybe somebody doesn't want the large. Right. Of course, they don't want the one you have printed. They want a different one, different color, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, what color you want? What size? What style? Boom. Okay, now send me 30 bucks. This is including posters, pins, stickers, Mm. shipping. Boom. See, that's and, a very and, smart and, way of doing it. And then I go print it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. there's times where I'll get three orders. There's other times where I get one. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just do the one. Mm-hmm. And that's a I good mean, gift bag right there. A sticker, poster, But it's, it's album, like I said, maybe. like I was saying, yeah. it's, it's not making me a lot of money. But like you're saying, if, if you stay consistent and you t- stay persistent, one is going to make you five bucks, but a hundred of those yeah. is going to make you more than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a five. thousand of those is just like a download. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, one's going to make you, you know, 20 cents, mm-hmm. 
But what if you go viral and you get two million? Mm. You know, I said yeah. I was watching this stuff on uh, YouTube about videos, and, and shout out to you know you guys doing your your videos and stuff on YouTube, where this guy he was explaining that you know two million views on his YouTube in four months created like a revenue of like you know like seventy grand. Of course, it made them millions, and but the percentage for him was. Not even a hundred thousand. I think he made him like thirty-two million, mm. and then his little cut was like seventy k or whatever. And that's if you know you go viral. But at the same time, like it's good to know certain shit like that. But I think um, when you get two million views, and this is evident in the new artists that have yeah. been emerging from Los Angeles, right? Like yeah. the Gavilan, the Reveries. Those individuals. There's got to be a certain time limit and all that stuff too. Well, like I mean, what I'm saying limit. is that they they get millions of videos, but they also sell lots of shirts. Yeah, no, that's, because that's their a exposure, great that that exposure. And that's so, the way you want to do it, you know. Yeah. It's just the seventy know. grand that you get from YouTube just because of the views that's is like dope. icing on the cake. Okay, exactly. cool, the cherry on top. But exactly, how many shirts did I sell during that two million or video many, run? You know, shows did I get booked? Exactly. Or, Monetizing events that yeah. I went to, where you know I did different pop up shops, but you know it's it, it's about learning too. As you grow, you start learning, you start seeing different things. I mean, you know, it's like you said earlier in life, it was the information was kind of not as available now. Whereas now you got people on TikTok giving you ideas, yeah, you know, and and telling well, you, okay, these younger kids are like, hey, this is the way you. Build your shit. This is mm-hmm. the way you build followers. This is the way you do this. You do reels. You do this. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna try it." And then, right. you know, you you start learning shit as as you're growing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? but, Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like oh, there's a lot of people that quit a long time ago. Mm-hmm. At least for me, the way I tell myself, I, was like, I haven't quit yet, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't plan on quitting. Music, once you do it in that way, that, yeah. you, that, that you're like, okay, this is the process. Go write, record. That, there's a system to what you're doing, yes. right? Now there's a shirt. Now there's a post and a video. If you don't do, sometimes they go, people stop at, I recorded. And that's it. Like, yeah. they didn't go to their social media. They didn't make a shirt. They didn't and, do. And to a certain extent, I, I was the same way. Uh-huh. You know, and that's what I'm, I was saying, like, all at that time where we were like, ah, fucking, I'm chilling. Uh, like, if if there's time to kill, I'm fucking just kicking and smoking weed. Mm. Where now it's like I'm kicking and smoking weed, watching a tutorial mm-hmm, <laughs> or mm-hmm. like building some shit, trying to learn some new shit, mm-hmm. so that I could, uh, you know, uh, use it in my life, not just learn about it, mm. but actually, you know, enforce it and, and, and put it into practice. Right. Versus just saying, oh, yeah, I really know. Well, if I really did know, then why am I not doing it? Right. Why am I not where I want to be if I already know what the fuck I need to do? You know, it reminds when you said that, it reminded me of, like, people who have done great things musically, right, or have gone successful. Yes. A lot of it has to do with connections and compromises and this, that, and the other. But you can't escape when you lock yourself into that studio and just do something that no one else does. Like when I did Jaguar prophecies, it was like 14 hour days 
by myself in a studio. Like, like, I don't spend 14, 14 hours a day in any room by myself. But you're like so fixated with the, with the art that's happening. So that kind of a focus brings these results that are either monetary or popularity or, you know, whatever it is that comes and, with and that. You're absolutely right because, you know, it's a craft. It's just like anything else in life, you know. It's, 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 you got to practice it. And it's not, it's not going to, I mean, when it's a craft, it's not going to, for some people, it might come out right away. You know, they might be more natural than you. But others, you, you got to build. You got to practice. You got to fucking paint 30,000 paintings before you get that one where, like, right. man, that shit is dope. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, or, the, and then when get you get to that point where and the you real, And the real the good artists and, and the real good artists get to that point where it's like, damn, that's dope. I got to do better. And I'm going to get more. And they just yeah. obsess more and more. It's almost like it's an obsession. Yeah, it is, session. and then, but it's always healthy to, to 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 keep a balance too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's, it's like uh, there's times too where, you know, I I do it to to stay disciplined in in certain ways. Like say for example, writing. Uh, there's days where I don't feel like writing. I don't want to write, but I tell myself, you know what? I'm gonna take an hour and I'm gonna write whatever the fuck comes out. See, that's good. And just do it. And once I start writing, I'm like, ah, that's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Then I start kind of building, and then I get it on a beat, and I start just just recording. And that's what I've been doing lately, just just every single day, either writing a verse, writing a hook, writing a verse, writing a hook. Nice. It's every single day. That's dope. To a certain extent, but at the same time, every single day I tell myself I'm, I'm learning new things. I'll go on TikTok, I'll go on Instagram, and, and use it towards my advantage. Whereas, like, I'm learning about, okay, how can I promote myself? How can I, you know, build mm -hmm. my audience? How can I, um, you know, sell more merch or even just invest money in different companies or different ideas that I have? Or, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just strategizing. Well, and, it's, good and, to, it's good to have building. several sources of income. When That's one thing I also learned about being an artist is that, you know, you have... Like, you have to set up different... So you could do this peacefully, like the music thing. Yes. Do it peacefully without the stress of, like, oh, my God, I got to fucking you know, pay yeah. this person or whatever. Um, you have to have several streams of income. You know, and, that's, and that's why... Uh, no, I agree. I agree. And merch falls into one of those streams, yeah. but you know, if you're not good at it... Merch... Getting your, your your songs on like a TV show, oh, yeah. on a movie. You got you got some stuff on that. And, and that happened through chemo. And, and a lot of this stuff too, I learned through chemo. And, and he always put me up on game. That's like cool. You had about, a mentor about publishing, about you know getting on ASCAP. Even though I had to do it myself, it's a process too. It's like you go on ASCAP. What's your name? This and yeah. that. Boo, boo, boo. Like, how many songs? Who's the writer? What's their fucking ass right. cap? What's this? It's, yeah. it's a process to get yeah. your, your information in there, but it's just like anything. It's at the end of the day, it, it's, it's worth it because your song gets on a TV show. Let's say they it becomes a hit. Now they're, they're syndicated in different countries, and now you're getting paid. And that's how some artists, you know, are still making the money is they just, the show keeps getting syndicated, and, and you keep getting royalties over and over again. Yeah. For the same song that you did, you know, ten years ago or whatever. Yeah. But you know, but that's another way of, of making money too. Well, one of my homies 
off the music. That, that was managing uh, um, Elvu for a while. He he wanted um, the direction to go towards making the songs so that they can be placed in films, mm-hmm. right? Because more he's all we're not gonna make money selling cds and shirts we're gonna make money putting this thing on a fucking movie getting them to give us royalties for for every time yes a commercial whatever you know he was he, he was into that well that's good and, and that's just one way yeah. you know because you're not gonna get you know you might get one but it doesn't mean it's gonna happen every month or every year sure. or you know what i'm saying you might just get one you might just get one yeah but maybe just that one is going to feed you for the rest of your life. But you just never know, man. And, mm-hmm. and it's about, like, just getting your shit out there. Like you're saying, just it's like product placement. Just, just give it to the right people and then hope hope it takes off. You know what I mean? And you have to be organized. And being organized is signing up to ASCAP, having your publishing you know, straight. You know, all that's all a that's process. A process. And that's why I, I think a lot of artists quit or, or just... Not just artists in, in music, but just artists in, in different crafts. Is that they love it and they're good at it, but then once it comes to the other part of it, which is writing shit down, mm. going through the process of filling shit out, talking to these people, going to certain places, networking, building this, this they're like, I don't want to do that. I just mm. want to do this part. Yeah, and that's why they're like, you know, you know what? It's gonna be too much. I'm, I'd rather just, you know, go back to work. Yeah, just do my own thing over here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying absolutely. So yeah. it, it it's it's definitely a grind as an artist to maintain it, keep motivated, keep yourself motivated. Definitely, I think that's and, the uh, hardest part. Is just you know because you're your worst critic, and yeah. and and you're like, damn, I should be doing this. I should be over here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And oh, I I tell myself, oh, I I'm gonna do this, and then I'm like. But at the same time, I'm telling myself, you know what? I got to stay on top of what I say to me. Mm-hmm. Like if I said, hey, I'm going to come do this interview. Even if I'm late, even if, if I said I'm going to do it, I'm fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what happens, I get a flat tire. I need to get told over here. Fuck it, dog. I'm, I'm doing it. I said yeah. I was going to yeah. do it. Especially when it comes to my music. You know, something else was a little bit different. Like somebody from work says, hey, you want to go to a barbecue? Mm. Uh, you know, if some shit happens, I'm going back home or right, whatever. Right. But if it's something to do with music, a show, an event or whatever, I'm fucking definitely going to, you know. It takes that fire. It takes that fire to do it and still be on that independent grind and, and kind of breaking even and, and, and doing all that. So I know I'm the same way, but I love it so much that it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that, that's how I feel. It's like it's all about the experience. Uh, about you know, it's like damn, dude, I get to be around dope ass artists mm. at a sick ass fucking event. Like there was times where we were at the House of Blues, and it's like that's like a fucking venue where Tupac perform or different fucking artists were on that same stage kicking it, the same mm. backstage with Cypress Hill and this and this. It's like damn, this shit is sick. I might have not gotten paid for it, mm. but. Nobody's going to take away that experience of, Absolutely. of me being at the show, at the event, fucking, like, being backstage, smoking blunts with fucking Cypress Hill and shit. It's like, damn, as a kid, I was like, damn, this is sick right here. Dog. Right. Like, I, I still get excited. Well, a lot of relationships are, are built backstage, right? Zero Absolutely. Like- That's where you meet the, the important people. Like I said, it's yeah. not just... It's not just 
you're talent, you know, you have to meet the right people. And, yeah, it's definitely and some good people, to some network. people, some people say, Hey, look at this guy. And you know what? Everybody's trying to monetize this. You know, it's not, it's, it's not nothing new. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody of management or some movie placement guy, commercial placement guy likes you and he likes your music, you're going to get something, you know, you're going to get a, a shot. I seen uh, this guy, Russ, talking about that same thing where he you know he's friends with the the guy that runs apple and the guy that runs spotify so you know all those guys are giving them a better deal because that they're like his homies yeah they're gonna put him up on game like hey do this do that i know you're independent you can still stay independent we're gonna you know hook you up but you know it's just it's just taking the time and it's a sacrifice man it's like because we all got you know there's me personally, I, I I don't have that, but there's people that have their families that they can't do this. They got a a, a serious job where yeah, yeah. they only get a couple hours off of work or whatever, mm. and you know it's it's not for everybody either. But it's it's just jumping in there too, and it's a sacrifice. You're not gonna be, you can't have both. You can't have a badass job and still fucking be successful at, at your, at your you know, dream job. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of I like, mean, it happens, but it's very rare. The way I look at it is like um, the group Hieroglyphics, right? Yes. They're like super underground. You hear them now, and it's like if they come out now, they'd like blow up because they're that, they were that far ahead of their time. Yes. You know, but you could tell with their stories and the documentaries that I've seen and Things that, you know, they're not multimillionaires or maybe they are, maybe some of them are or whatever, yeah. but it's not like they're mainstream is what I'm trying to say. Yes. You know, they're more like um, atmosphere, right? Yeah, atmosphere is successful. He does his tours. He makes his money. Hey, and that's what, that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah. Is, is I don't want to be like fucking... Uh, Snoop Dogg. Or <laughs> I mean, if it happens, great. But my thing is to, to stay in the middle, yeah. you know, where... I'm making a living off of my craft, off mm. of my music, off of my merch, mm. and being able to invest in different things, mm. you know. Mm. And you know, it takes time, it's just like anything. And but at the same time, now, I like you're saying, I got other sources of income where I can invest in, or or do or make money in. Mm. I'm just not counting on my music. Mm. But that way, if I come and get some money over here, then I can invest it over here now. Mm-hmm. You know? You know what I mean? Everything I get from music that I've ever gotten has always gone right back to it. It's like gambling. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Armando <laughs> paid me for my show. Yeah, I got to pay shirts now. It's like gamble. Here you go. It's like, so, but in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the long run, it, it does pay off because people do buy the merch. You know, we have an Alley Natives yeah. um, community. Look at them. They're, they're fired up on Shout the chat. So, so speaking on the music, um, Seco Soldado, like, we have a packed house right now um, for people who are unfamiliar, who don't recognize your style of hip hop, what you what you put out, your message, you know, for the people who listen to you for the first time. How can you describe their experience? Um, for the most part, it's like I, the, the beginnings of the roots of me has always been like a revolutionary thing, like Emiliano Zapata, Pancho Villa. And in, 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 in that underground scene where I'm talking about, you know, where I grew up, the streets I came up in, in a way where it can be more 
inspiring to people versus just like a nuisance. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's like uh, when I would see Pancho Villa or Emiliano Zapata, I'd be like, damn, that's fucking dope. These guys are sick ass fools. Like they got 500,000 fools under them. Like it's crazy how they, they did it. And that's what inspired my music as well. You know, listen to the other under underground groups and, and slowly as I started, you know, being in L.A., being in the scene, that's when I started being like, damn, there's more to my culture than just the revolution. Like, it goes deeper than this. And that's when I started learning about, you know, the natives and the indigenous and, and the, the, the Mexica, the Aztecs. You know, I was like, damn, this shit is dope. It's, it, it's something that, that I felt like, man, I was missing that. And then, you know, as of probably the last... I would say seven to eight years. That's when I've been like writing about, and I feel like my my music is more like political kind of conscious music, you know, revolutionary type of music, and uh, street. I would say it's just a little bit of. That's a great post. combination, right, Zero? Yeah, because yeah. you know, I, to embrace that, it takes a lot. You could have easily just been flaunting guns and wearing gold teeth and and putting up an image that you're not, man. Well, that, that's what I'm talking about. It's like people don't get deals and they don't get these, you know, they get suggestions by managers and, and, and people who are trying to push clothing and, you know, things like yeah. that, you know, sponsors. There, There's a back door to everything, right? And um, what I liked about um, Sickle Style is, the way he cross-branded with other bands, like when he went, when you go to a show, you're like, I'm at this show, and then you, you know, you tag the person that you're there with or all but the definitely. groups. Like, those are just smart, smart tactics that kind of are, the. it's like the other side of the coin from not knowing or not getting that sponsor or somebody to invest a lot of money in you yes. like a record label would, mm -hmm. right? And then your topics are you know everybody has like um some, I, I know when i when we played the roxy and we were playing all that we'd play in front of a lot of people but it would like it was way over their heads yes it was like what the fuck are these guys talking about what is what is that i, I don't even know i'm indian you know it's like <laughs> you know it's That's like kinda how I was for a long time. but when i hear your music yeah. you it's very clear and palatable for that group of individuals that are trying to find something yes. right you're like that 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 uh, spark that well, leads mean, them to many different roads right i mean that's what i'm trying to do it, it's just you know but to the layman's terms like exactly. somebody who's who's not going to be all conspiracy out maybe he still and watches I, the I, dodger game and shit but then he's like hey what the fuck are you talking and, about and i and i am to a certain extent too um but you know like i say i, I try to balance things out where it's like okay this is what i'm learning it but at the same time, it's like there's certain things that you can't change, like, you know, having a phone or having to be connected, having to be on, on, on social media. And um, but at the same time, now I realize, like, now I'm using things to my advantage, like my job or my phone or my car, whatever. Now it's it, uh, as whereas before I felt like, damn, these fools are taking advantage of me. Like, I'm a good worker. I'm fucking you know, I'm a dope artist, like, blah, blah, blah. like, now I'm like, I'm taking advantage of the situation, meaning like, 
when I'm at work, I'm making feria. I'm going to show up when I want to wanna show up. Mm. I can tell you, hey, tomorrow I'm not coming in. Mm. I don't even have to, have to tell you I'm coming in tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> Just don't show up. And, 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 and uh, not in a bad way either. I'm not going to you know, not fulfill what I need to get done. But at the same time, just... You have to have that freedom in a music. Because you could get a call. Hey, bro, we're in fucking... I'm gone. Yeah. I had to That's quit. important. I had to quit jobs over shit like that. That is important. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a we fuck. I'm gone. Yeah. Like, that's the way I want to live. That's that's my thing. And, and you know, even though I'm so gun-ho so, certain times, there's other times where I'm just... You know, there's times where you're just lax and you're just like, fuck, dude, I got to... Like she's not happening, so you you get to that place where you're like, damn, should I just stop doing it? So just fucking just chill, kick back, and just get a regular shit. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I can't do that, man. I've been there I, too, man. I gotta I gotta just get back on it and be like, fuck that. I'm gonna keep doing it till the wheels fall off. Fuck I mean, the fact that we're at this podcast is is Armando telling me, hey, can you put the guys together again? Can we make a a, a EP? Can we make something? You know, with the guys, and I'm like, we just weren't in the same place, everybody. You know, like, yeah. Elvu is, you know, Eric's over here, Victor's over here, I'm over here. I'm telling Armando, dude, everybody's separate. It's not, you know, we tried to come together, but it just wasn't working anymore. So, and so I said, well, fuck it, I'll just keep going. You know, and I did the show. Now I have this podcast. Now I have a couple singles lined up. But I want to do it more... Like I said, it's not, since I have several revenue streams, you know, it doesn't have any pressure to make this music. I'm not in a pressure to make an album. I want to really have like that J Electronica kind of career where I just do what I want. Like, I'm just going to do what the fuck I want. There's no record label on my ass. There's nothing. There's just. And that's that's the the, the, the best time when you make music too. It's just like you're just. You just want to create. You're going in there because you want to create. You're you're not going in there because you need money yeah. for your lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or for you know just to live. And uh, that's the cool part about it is becoming independently financial with with uh, other things mm-hmm. where now you can spend time with your music. Now, like you say, you can build a little studio. Yeah. Get your own little microphone. And, and just do stuff at home like this, mm-hmm. like doing the bo- podcast, mm-hmm. being able to come here. You don't have to be like, damn, I got to call work. Dude. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if you're doing stuff on your own, too, it, it becomes a little overwhelming because now you got to worry about shit. You should, well, to, to, I guarantee you, know you right now, LA Natives community, <laughs> that this podcast would not exist if Armando was not running the board. So shout, shout out, out to Armando. Shout out to Armando. <laughs> shout out. That's cool, man. There's, well, we there, love there's those guys. I want to say we have a packed house right now. Shout Just out always to remember one thing. Like the video. Share the video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us get to 1,000 subscribers, right, Zero? Absolutely. We need your community. We need you to really just start sharing it with your friends. Spread the word. Spread the word because, you know, we're creating a, a community of people that are going to take their own sovereignty back. That's the whole premise of this um, podcast is to teach each other. I don't have the answer to that. I have lots of directions, but I don't have the answer. Collectively, we have the answer. Like right now, we have about exactly. 30 people watching us live. Right Can on. you imagine if all these people confirmed that they subscribed, 
Absolutely. And then they would share it to like a friend or yeah. a family member. And somebody that, that they could sit down and talk about this because the communication that comes from this podcast to you is meant for you to turn around and go, hey, primo, last, these guys were talking about this and that and the other. Definitely. And that's how we get to these other levels of, of, uh, of learning. And, and uh, yeah, so it's interesting to, to, to hear your process and, and what you write about, how you write and how you view it. I mean, lately, like I said, I, <coughs> I was fooling myself, too, for a long time. Because I was like, oh, I'm an artist, I'm a rapper. But then I'll be like, the only time I would write or rap was when I'm in the studio. Uh-huh. Or when I'm going to do an album. You know, and then, and then I was watching this video by J. Cole. And he was like, oh, I wanted to be a basketball player. But I thought I was good. I didn't have to, I didn't practice. I didn't do shit. I would just, you know, do my shit on the court, play with my homies. But then when I went to a real basketball game with real basketball players, like I was the lamest one. Because these guys, they're doing that shit every single day. Mm. I wasn't. I was doing it like on a weekend or Mm. only these days. And he's like, and that's what I did with my rapping is like, I started doing it every single day now, mm. forcing myself to do it every, even when I didn't want to. Mm. And I was like, dude, why the fuck ain't I doing that shit? You know what I'm saying? Why am I not doing that? Mm. Getting up and just writing. I'm mm. a writer. I want to create. And mm. I'm a poet. I want, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to paint. I want to <coughs> be able to do, you know, these things for myself, not, not for anybody else, but just for me. Cause I'm like, man, I've, I've, I've been, my whole life in LA, pretty much my whole adult life, chasing the dream. Um, and why am I gonna quit now? You know what right. I mean? Right. It's like it's not time to quit. It's, it's it's time to push it even harder. That that's cool that you said the dream because we sometimes think that the dream is signing a contract, going on tour. And doing all these things, and that's the dream. But the dream isn't that. The dream is doing whatever you need to do as a person that wants to create music by yourself with no support. Yes. And making that happen and, and going, hey, bro, this is my CD. When you gave me your CD at, at Mariachi Plaza when I met yeah. you the first time, I went, this guy took his vision, like his paper the thoughts he had on paper the beats like it it, it was a big thing to package it up mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was that's not easy to that's and, not easy to do you know what's crazy about that album is that actually i had to um i didn't have to kimo shout out to kimo and lisa um he actually told me hey look this is what i'm gonna do for you you can come stay at my house for like six months and you're gonna pay me you know, a certain amount, like four or five hundred bucks a month, mm. something like that. But at the end of the six months, I'm gonna give you that money back, so you could, you know, print your album. Oh wow! And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it." So every month, I was paying him, and at the end, he's like, "Here's your failure." And I, I went, I printed the album, I got it all done because everything was already done. Yeah, yeah. Just needed the packaging because that's like that was like another extra thousand, two thousand dollars. Yeah. Something like that. I remember. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's tight. And Kimo, he did me that favor. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to take it. 
And that's how I got the first album out. That's cool. And <laughs> trip out on this. A week later, I had the boxes in my car. I had like maybe half the boxes in my car by backseat. Oh. I was at work. I come outside, fucking they stole two boxes on my fucking oh. <laughs> I was like, that's just what, what I fucking needed. But the rest were in the trunk. So I was like, hey, fuck it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. <laughs> And that's I'm just telling life, you the man. giveaways, man. The giveaways. That's just life, you know. It's just like like I was telling you earlier today. It's like the day you got something to do is when everybody wants the shit done right now. And and, and you know, there's a grip of traffic. There's fucking people fucking right. everything's trying to stop you from going. Right. But I was like, hey, you like for me, I was like, hey, fuck it. Like I was telling you earlier, I was, I said I was gonna go, I'm gonna fucking make it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Whether <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get you. I get, no, I get what you're like, what you're saying because I don't know if you feel this, but when I do a show, any show, mm-hmm. um, I get this nervous feeling at about like four, where I go, where's my jump drive? Oh shit, I don't have my fucking jump drive. Where's my? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, these, it's like it counts down in the seconds, and it's almost like you know where the jump drive is, but. You feel like, but wait, what if the music on the jump drive doesn't play when I get there? And, blah, 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 and yeah. you just start going through this really like, like, like you described. Everything's telling you, oh, something's going to distract you from getting to this point in this show that you have to do. It's a pretty big show, like especially when it's they're big shows, you know, when yes. they're like doing the region. I was like fucking tripping before I even got there. But once I got there. And even to the point where I gave my fucking jump drive to survive to play the music, I was so like, guessing like, damn, did I get the right song? Yeah, or, or is it on there? Or is it gonna <laughs> fuck up? And it's like, but it's that mentality of what I'm trying to describe is almost everything that you're saying is like, oh, something's gonna stop me from getting to this goal. Yes. Or getting to this. But it could also be the other place. way around, where it's like everything's that you think. Was gonna stop you is like they're like somebody lined up. Yeah, somebody's like pushing everything out of the way so you could squeeze through. Right. You know, so you can make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could mm-hmm. be the opposite as well. Well, that usually happens when you have a good DJ and he and he knows what he's doing. He has your music and you're just like, okay, cool. Now I just gotta show up and play. <laughs> That's true. But no, nah, man, it's, it, this is this is dope that you guys are still doing this podcast and um, it's dope that. It's somebody that knows about the culture that's been doing it for a long time. You know, you've been in the community, you've done different events, you've you've been with different artists from the beginning. It's like yeah. I said, you know, that 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 documentary passed the mic was like uh, what twenty years ago. Yeah. And and you guys were already in it. Yeah. You know, you guys were already doing events. I don't think it was us. It was I think Victor was in it with um with Austin Underground. It, it said it full on Okay. The, yeah, I think Victor was in it with uh, Asan Underground. And it also might have been towards the end, too, because they had a bunch of groups, mm. you know, in that, it. That documentary, though, was very big in our community. When it came out, it was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? You that know, was and dope. That was dope to see, like, because, Psycho the Delinquent Habits, yeah. you know, and Boo, Crazy Race. All the, all, everyone that did it when it was in our time to do it, you know, and, and it was fun. Shout out to Crazy Race. Yeah, shout out to Crazy Race and Sal and, from, uh, from Brian, Sal, Brown Pride. Uh, DJ Quad. DJ Quad. So, the Fifth Battalion crew. Remember, they were the, yeah. they were the yeah. first ones. They, they, they jumped it off pretty big. 
The Fifth Battalion and uh, Aslan Underground. Too. Aslan Underground. They're the leaders, bro. They're the ones that, that, that first so started it, it was a platform. Aslan, no, it was grand. a platform that highlighted what Chicano rap. Mexican rap, and, I don't and, know, and it's like, always about like for me, I was always looking for that though. I was like always searching for like underground shit because it was rare. It, you can't find that shit on the radio. I would have to dig like, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. like, hey homie, you know, have you heard of these guys? I would go on the internet and be like, damn, that sounds dope. Like, mm-hmm. I would just be like supporting mm-hmm. all the artists that I wanted to support. Like, it was all like Chicano hip hop or. You know, uh, underground hip hop, just different things. Like I was like, damn, I want to fucking support these guys. Well, it was the beginning. CDs and posters, whatever. It was the beginning of what we're doing now, Armando. Where we got, you know, Dakota Bear, we got me, you got, you know, Jag, you got Azamatli, you got all these indigenous artists that are now in this indigenous hip hop genre. Right? It's hip hop that represents. Our native voice. Yep. And the beginning of that was when Circle Soldado moved down, like, 94. Or when, what year no, did you? Actually, I moved, when I moved to L.A., it was an, uh, around 03. 03? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in 94, that's the movement, like, with Aslan Underground. Yes. And, and Quinto Sol. And, uh, and like I said, that the was peace already... And, I think it was the Peace and Justice. And that's what I'm saying. Peace like, and Justice Center. Ozomatli. Doing that shit, man. Yeah, Ozomatli. Oh, not Ozomatli, Ozomatli, the band. Um, just a movement of reclaiming who we were. And um, I guess that's what Sickle sings about, right? Reclaiming who you are, who are your heroes. And not who- only that, for me, I felt like um, for a long time I, I didn't have an identity um, for me, myself, when. Uh, like when I was in school, they would be talking about you know the pilgrims or or the Indians, or and or the Americans, the Civil War, this this and that. And I was like, what? what, what am I American or what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. because also my parents too, they were like, oh my primos in the in the Marines, you know this yeah. and that, whatever, yeah. and it's all U.S. flags and this and that. But then at the same time, I was I was growing up. By the border, which is Juarez and El Paso, and it's like the culture's yeah. still there. It's like yeah. there was like the Machacines and the Virgen, this and that, yeah, like yeah, yeah. different indigenous stuff, especially in New Mexico, uh, you know, in, in that area, um, a lot of indigenous stuff. But and they took us to like field trips to Santa Fe and this and that. And I was like, damn, but I felt like I, I couldn't relate. I nobody ever told me, like. Not in a bad way. I, I didn't expect people to tell me, but I just didn't know. I didn't under. It was never programmed into Absolutely. my my parents or their parents. It was more like you're just a worker. Just go to school, go to get your job. You know, get yeah. a degree. You're lucky and, if and, you get the job. You know, you know? <laughs> you're lucky like, if you get to work sixteen hours a day. I would want to grow my hair out. They're like, oh no, you, you got to cut it. You know, and then uh, you know, going to church was a fucking. I'm sorry if I'm cussing. No, no, no. You can cuss. Because <laughs> it's, it's YouTube. But, um, you know, growing my hair was 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 a mission. And then going to church, my mom used to force us to go to church. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're going to go to church? I was like, I don't want to go to fucking church. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I don't mm-hmm. want to do that shit. But at the same time, uh, you know, she would force us because that's what they would do to her. Yeah. 
And now then when I started, you know, knowing about the culture and the history, I was like, damn, like, this makes sense to me now. How, how we were forced to go to church and mm. stuff like that and, mm. and forced to do certain things that oh, we, yeah. we didn't want to. And it was just, it's just programmed into you. Yeah. You know, well, without you realizing it. Well, I mean, at least for me, especially for, no, I'm, I'm very like, no one taught up me either. My, my mom to this day tells me like, you're weird. Like, why do you have I'm a? I'm gonna tell you this. I'm not gonna front. My mom, she'll wear like a, a, a like a U.S. flag, uh-huh. shorts. Right. I'm like, mom, you don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But that you know, was strip out of me. It's but. it's called indoctrination. You know, the, yeah. the 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 opportunities if they came from a migrant family and they were able to go to school, like they were born here, or or second generation, first generation, whatever, they were able to go to school. Like, they were indoctrinated to believe that America was equal rights and everybody had a voice and nobody gets treated bad. But that was just a lie. It was just like a farce. Like yeah. Just it's, something to just keep you quiet. And, right. Like, we're know, all included, but yeah, really, no, not really. You know, not this guy. You have to be white to be a part of that I society. Mean, that's great and everything. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, you know, there's anything wrong with, with certain things. Um because that's the way it is now. It's like, I can't go take it back to where, you know, I wish I could understand, you know, the way the Aztecs lived and, and the way mm. things were back then with more nature, natural, and this mm. and that. And it's just like now, it's like, you, you really can't do that if you're in the city. You can't, mm-hmm. like, be natural, really. Because you got to have your phone, you need a car, you know, you you need um, you need food. You gotta buy. You know, the way I see it is just like throwaway shit, recyclable shit. You know, I I I, I loosely you know, there's 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 certain I loosely that, agree with that because you're right. In the city, there's it's unavoidable if you're trying to live like. I mean, you can just do the minimum. I'm not saying you don't have to do that, but you know, there's a minimum. You don't have to indulge in in certain things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Look, I, I think I'm the, still learning about the, the culture stuff. Well, you know? the culture stuff is it. Sometimes, sometimes people think that America and our culture fit like this, you know, like they fit so perfectly, and it's not like that. This part was shattered to unrecognition. That's why you have the void of not knowing your true history. Exactly. You have a feeling. That, that feeling that's inside of you, which is called your blood, your memory, your genetic memory, it'll tell you. Makes sense. It, this is who you are. This is because you're relating to certain symbols, right? Symbols were important to our, our culture. That's why when you look at the sunstone, you're like, oh, well, what the heck? It, I have a connection to that for some reason, you know? But it, it, genocide is, is far more than what they taught us in school. Right, and that's something like I said that I've been learning later on in life because right. you know because it I gets kid, deep. I, I, when you're a kid. First of all, I don't even want to read that shit, right? because <laughs> no, I'm not interested in it. Right, but um, secondly, it's like as you're growing up, you're you're rebelling. Yeah, you, you don't even want to learn know about school or learn about history or and and there's certain people that were trying to teach you that. Mm-hmm. It's just like for me, there's certain people that were trying to teach me that. And a lot of that stuff that where I would get certain little things from that would be like from my my, my older brothers, my older primos that were in prison. Mm. 
you know what I'm saying? That was their their lifestyle, the Aztecs and yeah. and the calendars and and you know you know doing the art and all that mm-hmm. stuff. That's where I was like, okay, shit, fucking, this is dope right here. Right. You know this this is sick and you know it's it's crazy because that was the first little things, but never like a story of the uh, Nortlitlan or or even just. About, the details, you know, the, the <laughs> there's the details that, that, you know, they always made us feel like we're like the invaders, mm. you know what I mean? Where I felt like I wasn't supposed to be here. Kind of like I'm, mm. I'm like overstepping my welcome here versus now I understand that, you know, there's no need for me to feel uh, below anybody else. Because I'm not at a certain financial structure or mm. even about living in a certain place or a certain area or whatever, or driving the certain car. And and that for me is like been the key thing is just being comfortable in my own skin and knowing that nobody can take my identity again mm. because I already know. Well, it definitely you know, gets challenged because, you know, Someone, people with our background who can't go, oh, this is my grandfather and he taught, he learned from that person, you know, the lineage of elders, right? You always get challenged with like that feeling you just described where, whoa, I don't really belong here. But belonging in a ceremony or belonging in any native circle or anything, you have to have your own roots into the ground. You can't rely on, oh, well, my uncle so-and-so from this tribe. And you, you don't have that luxury. We don't have that luxury. We only have what we feel, what we've researched, and what we dug into the ground. Right? Yeah, it's just like, you know, being logical about stuff. I mean, logic tells me, I mean, obviously, they were here. There's pyramids. Mm-hmm. There's hieroglyphics. There's things that, you know, logically, you... You can tell that that shit happened. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not something like, you know, that was made up. Mm. You know, it's real facts. Mm-hmm. There's things that, you know, there's there's shit, there's proof there. Well, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm glad you're bringing that up because it, it goes way deep than, like, when we look at the Constitution, we go, oh, that's where life began, right? The Constitution, whenever they, 1776 and... Because we abide by those rules and that's when the world started. But the world started for us and our reality on this continent thousands of years ago. And the sunstone, according to what I've been told, is a culmination of knowledge from the tip of, of South America and North America. The eagle and the condor came together and they brought those knowledges together. In other words, there were diplomatic relationships between large tribes and large cities like the europeans they're doing their bullshit in in ukraine and having their wars and having this and that we had our own system but when white supremacy came all of a sudden we became these stupid slaves where the fuck did they get to erase our twenty-six thousand years of culminated wisdom put into pyramids, put into documents, put into stone, put into art, put into symbols. How did, how did that just get erased? Like, all of a sudden, we're stupid. Like, we just carry bags for Spaniards now and white people forever and ever and ever. 
and and see that's that's the great thing about finding out your identity where you start learning like hey you know what like this is the way i feel i'm like you know what um yeah i'm poor or i was broke or or, or whatever but now i'm using the same game that they used on us like i was saying now i'm taking advantage of of making money off of the banks like using their money to make my money mm. investing in stocks and investing and in, in fighting back financially mm. taking back things in that way mm. the legal way instead of trying to be like oh well i, I can't do anything about it mm-hmm. like that's but instead of being i'm instead I, i feel like you know what let me i'm not doing it right this minute because the to a certain extent i'm just doing it on for myself you know just me like like i'm doing my thing mm-hmm. with so that if i ever do say something people are like oh well, why aren't you doing it mm-hmm. i'll be like i've been doing it right. i just wanted you know to share this so that you know we could get some shit going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know in a good way right not, not not in a hateful way we're like fuck everybody we're gonna kill everybody type mm-hmm. shit but in a good well, way you know what I'm saying? I, i think you know when we talk about our freedom and we talk about how we're supposed to be following or feeling disadvantaged i never feel disadvantaged i used to don't get me wrong i used to feel yeah. oh damn i'm broke or i'm a part of the poor class or whatever that psychological mind fuck they put me through through white supremacy through white superiority because it has to have that you have to have that to feel inferior you're like what the fuck why is he better than me but i agree as i grew and understood our story i understood that poverty was something of a side effect when they take your mom away from you when they fuck your dad up mm-hmm. right when they put him in jail or they make him work 20 hours a day and they they make your mom take you to school and, and you're gone from for your mom for eight hours a day because you go to a public school and if you don't go to the public school someone gets reported and then boom now all of a sudden you're in fucking foster care it's, it's, it's all a system man. Like, it, it, it but what i'm trying to point out is that this system has always been this way since the inception mm-hmm. since they came here Yes. It's always been that way, but we learn to live with it and go, oh, well, well, let's just take our kid to school, you know, because if not, they're going to take him away. But they already took him away because he's there for eight hours. And you know what's crazy? It's, it's, it's just like you anything. see you see the teacher longer than you see your mom and dad. Definitely. And, and it's just like anything. You're at work more than you are yeah. with your family. Yeah. You know, you're at work sometimes 12 hours a day. How long are you, are you at your house? Yeah. And that's like why I decided like two, to be an hours. independent entrepreneur so I could say fucking you're coming to work with me and you're going to sit right here you on my lap. You know? Not only that but you're building for the future. You 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 know um this thing is not for right now it's for later on. Mm-hmm. You know so that the way I see it now is now that I'm getting older it's like I'd rather work hard now that I can I can move I can fucking do shit I could drive I could do that so that you know another eight, 10 years from now I'm gonna be chilling, kicking it, just fucking collecting. You know, that's my goal. I don't want to be fucking breaking my back and fucking struggling like, oh man, I can't pay my rent or I, I don't have a house or right. I don't have this, I don't have that. Now I'm just telling myself, whatever you want, you can do it. It's just all up, up to you. It's like, 
You know, it's hard. It's, it's hard because every day is a fucking struggle just to even get up and go to work, dog. But at the same time, I tell myself, hey, you know what? You, you can never get to where you want without without a challenge in life. You know yeah. What I mean? But this is all, all, you know, and it's just like anything for me in life. I always, like, don't stay in one place. I try to be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to study about my culture. I'm going to study about... Uh, you know, recycling, about composting, about, you know, financial, you know, you know, finances, about credit, you know, it, it's it's about making myself like a whole person mm. versus me just like, um, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a fucking uh, a revolutionary guy and I'm just going to protest about shit. Fuck no, I'm going to learn about finances too so that I can see, okay, how are these fools working? How, where are they getting their money? How are they buying mm-hmm. their shit? Mm-hmm. You know, their, their ammunition, their tanks, this, this, and that. You know, that's it's the back part of it mm-hmm. as well, not just the front part of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like anything. It takes time, and It's just, just doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all on that journey, right, of, of being free, right? Whether it could be like, oh, wow, I have a million dollars, I'm free, or two million, or whatever it is that people feel like they need to have to be free. But when we look at it very deeply, further than just the monetary gain, because all monetary gain does is give you comfort. In other words, I could go sit down at a table, someone could make me a dinner, bring it to my table, and all I have to do is just pick up a fork and eat it. Right? That's comfort. And that's what monetary gain kind of brings you. And I've been reevaluating what that is, you know, and, and it's not the same for everyone, you know, definitely not the same for the universe that, that is LA Natives podcast and the, the, the people that listen to us. But I have to read, we are in a very, very, very important time in this earth. Because people are, are looking to certain countries to see how they control their population, mm-hmm. right? And they're going, oh, wow, they do it really good. Maybe that should be everywhere now. Mm-hmm. And we should centralize things and centralize and centralize. And so then when they do that, they take more rights away. Mm-hmm. More and more rights away. Now, just because they took the rights away doesn't mean it's legal. Of course not. It's presumed legal because it's coming from an entity that has quote unquote authority. But if we go way back, way, way back to the relationships between original tribes and white settler colonizers, they brought paperwork. They brought that language and they brought that writing system. Of course. So whatever documents that are drafted by them, colonial institutions, we'll call them, are totally sovereign and separate from native people. They don't apply to us. So what ends up happening is that they draft this document and then they go, this is the laws that we're going to abide by and it gets translated to somebody who doesn't speak their language and they say look they're going to follow these rules right here and they promise not to hurt people and they promise not to do things and then they go okay cool we make that agreement with you you know 
And there's no signature between me and that paper. It's their signatures going, yeah, we're all going to follow these laws. But then all of a sudden, grandpa dies, dad dies, and the kid's left over. Now that kid has to follow those rules because he has no idea of his sovereignty. Yes. We got to remember as Native people, none of their paperwork applies to us. And, they're gonna, and you're going to go, well, wait a minute. You need a driver's license and you need a this and you need a that. Yeah, I do. In their reality. Yes. In their reality. But really, in, in really reality, I could drive that car until someone stops me. Exactly. And then ask me for it. And that could be fucking years from now, months from now, or minutes from now. And it's just like you say, it's, it's, it's like they make it so hard for you to you gotta be a part of the game. You, you don't want to have a license, you don't get to cash a check. You don't get to fucking go into this club. You don't get to do certain shit because we want you on our system, you know. And there's other ways, too, that, you know, for me, I try to do that for the longest time, too. Not drive a car or not fucking have a license or, you know, go to that extreme and say, fuck it, dog. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fucking fall or buy to your fucking rules. But then it gets to a point where I was like, damn, dog, it's like... Can't cash a check. I got to do it. <laughs> I got to do it. But then I tell myself, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm just going to, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be a minimalist and just do the basics and, and use the system to my advantage. Mm. You know, um, you know, like insurance. Well, that's and, what... And, and fucking, you know, all these companies that you're paying, like the government, hey, fuck, I need my fucking unemployment money. Why am I going to go work when you owe me that money? Uh -huh. You know, that's that's my feria, whatever. Or, you know, certain things, like I said, at your job, hey, I got three days of fucking uh, sick day. Nobody wants to take them. Mm. Why? Mm. You're sick. Fucking mm. get a sick day. Mm -hmm, Who gives mm -hmm. a fuck? Like, right. hey, dude, I, I'm not coming on Friday. That's it. Right. They're like, oh, it's because I can't. You know, and that's kind of like how I grew up. When, mm. Oh, you got to go to work. You're sick. You Right, it, push like, it, push it, push dude, it. I don't you know. have to. Like, I'm sick. Fuck, it, I'm call in. Hey, you know what? This is what happened. Or, or even like the insurance. People don't want to use their insurance. Uh, what kind of? I, I don't know. Like, call your fucking. Fool, they'll give you money for that shit. Mm. They don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, why? Why are you paying all this fucking money? You, I'm, hey, that's the first thing I'm doing. Hey, mm. hey, this is what happened. You guys need to send me some failure because you know. Right. That's what I'm paying you for, mm -hmm. you know, and taking advantage of, of certain things that, that, you know, that are there right. already, like your job, you know, like as there's, there's certain people that they work making cakes or they, they work at a shop. Hey, you know what? I'm going to learn doing this. Hey, let me do a fucking side hustle on the side right mm -hmm. here. Let mm -hmm. me fucking bake my own little cakes real quick on their time. Hey, these are for me. Go over here, sell them for a dozen, whatever. Absolutely. Make your make your failure with with their failure with yeah. their things, you know, because that's what you're getting paid for too. Is is you know, study the craft. That's why I tell people, hey, you might not like working there, but get to know it. Ask people, hey, what is this for? How much is that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Learn their shit. Learn how they're running their shit. Especially right. if it's a great company if they got fucking benefits. Do Use all that shit. A lot of people, oh, I don't want to go to the doctor. Mm. You got the best fucking insurance you don't want to go. <laughs> it's not until you're fucking, you don't have that job no more 
You don't have that insurance. You want to go to, oh, guess yeah. what? It's fucking $2,000 now. Yeah. You know? And, and it's taking advantage of these well, fucking programs. It's definitely too. information. And I think you know? that, that our people got taken advantage of for a very, very long time. It's still are to a certain extent. Because they lack information. They're so far behind. They're, they're not. I, I mean, just looking in the community that, that I work in, um, which is on Whittier Boulevard at the Malinali um, shop, the, the, the juice bar that we have. But I look at, I look at all the, mi- the, 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 not the migrant, the, the, the families and the community, and, and they're really not too savvy about, you know, anything that's going on. They still rely on cashing their check and, you know, Cash. doing, doing things. They're so far behind, you know, it's not a it's not a good thing or a bad thing because it's our responsibility as our uh, community to inform. Look, if if we took advantage of the people that live in our community, and I'm talking about like the moms, the abuelas, the Man, there's so much knowledge right? out there, and and maybe they're not so savvy on on their phone, but they all have a smartphone. And, and one of us took a time, and we're going to do this at, 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 at Malinali, but we're going to do workshops for these individuals to learn how to use their smartphone. That's good. That's to good learn what, what a Bitcoin is. Not to go buy it, but Just at least know it. what yeah. it is. What's know what's on? Bitcoin. What is, what is Vebmo? What is PayPal? What, is, and, and, and what are these things? Guys are doing that because, like, you know, now the street vendors are getting, you know, attacked and this and that, getting robbed for the cash. You know, now they're getting the Cash App, Venmo. How can they steal your money then? Yeah. You know, they might be able to steal your phone, but even then they can't get the cash out. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not really it's, about It's just certain little things, like I'm saying, like using things to your advantage instead of just seeing things where like, ah, oh, fuck these. Fuck it. I'm not going to do shit. Mm-hmm. Where I, it, it's kind of like that's how I used to be mm-hmm. for a long time. It's like, man, fuck this shit. This, fuck the system. Fuck this. Fuck money. Fuck... But then I was like, you know what, <laughs> fuck, dude, I'm fucking myself because, you know, I could be making my own little feria and helping people out, supporting businesses, supporting and, and using my <coughs> ideas and, and, and doing what I'm saying instead of just fucking just saying like, oh, you should help businesses. You should do this. I'm doing it already. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already well, like. It's definitely going to take our creativity to build our own community to rebuild our community, to trust each other enough to buy products from each other, to what they call circulating the brown dollar, right? But we haven't even gotten to that stage because we're so separate. But in time, in time, in and time. And it just starts with, with, you know, like I said, it's like they say, like the, the best thing that I researched, because, you know, I was always, I've always been researching on, on spiritual stuff and, and, you know, the culture stuff and, you know, just different things that, you know, to try to keep an open mind on, on not just me, but I, I sometimes zoom out on the world and be like, damn, this shit is going on a colossal scale. Mm. But then I'm like, damn, I want to, because there was a time I wanted to go to Greenpeace and fucking do this and recycle and tell people what to do shit because yeah. you're so fucking worked up. But then I read this one quote that said, the, if you really want to change the world, you got to start with yourself. Absolutely. The way you treat people, the way you are, what you're doing in your life, you're, what you're fulfilling in your shit, in, in, in your, 
you know, how are you being creative in your stuff, in your lane? And that's when I was like, damn, dude, I got a lot of work to do mm. because my shit is fucked up. <laughs> that, that, and I'm just being yo, real, you know, I'm not perfect, dog. I'm not perfect, but at least I'm, I'm doing my best to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm taking some time to learn about the culture or learn about finances or learn about my job or. So tell me, tell me one thing. So I also wanted to do something different, you know, just before we get off here and, 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 uh, and, and kind of, you know, a lot of the listeners that listen to LA Natives podcast, they want me to have opinions about things, right? They always send me messages about, you know, what's your opinion about this or what is this? What is that? And what I like to do with my opinion is challenge people's perspective, Right. So like you said, you do research about everything. You like to go, because, you know, as a writer, you want to do that. You want to go outside of whatever it is that you, if it's about the streets, well, I'm going to learn about Picasso and French Revolution or whatever the fuck it is, you know, you you pick a a subject. But I wanted to get your thoughts today, you too, Armando, about what people think the flat earth theory is. The flat earth theory. I've seen a couple of videos on it. Um, and you know, to a certain extent, sometimes it, it, it makes sense what they're saying sometimes, mm-hmm. at least to me, there's certain things. And sometimes I see myself personally, the way that would work is just like, um, I, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but when you're, when you're in a video game, right? The only time you see the city is wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. How do you know that city's still back there when you're not looking that way? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like you're in a, you know, uh, a video game. Like, so once you pass the scene. Where, wherever you're going, that's where the scene's creating. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, like, there really, you can't really see the end of the earth because it, you keep, you know, making more shit up. Right. You know what I'm <laughs> so it's like yeah, an infinity it. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like there is well there's people there's 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 this link that that uh well there's this video that I played watch check this video out oh it's not that one yeah it's this one the team traveled I had been programmed and this data did not work within the confines of that program I had to see it for myself two weeks later I did the team traveled by ship the journey was incredibly long the days kept getting colder eventually we reached the wall the first thing that struck me was that it was so irregular in height and shape. The illustrations and videos that Tom showed us seemed to illustrate a uniformity about it, but seeing it in person revealed that this wasn't the case. Some sections of the wall were sloped, while others were not. I would describe some areas to be two to three times the height of the Washington Monument, while others appeared to be much taller than that. On this particular visit, I did not leave the ship and therefore did not see things from atop the wall, but I can confirm that the wall is gigantic and appears almost infinite. This just scratches the surface of my experience and observations. While 99% of my work was performed from behind a desk, I saw things and learned things that would blow your socks off. The first question is whether the Earth is flat. It is. The second question is whether the world as we know it is surrounded by an ice wall. It is. The third question is what is beyond the ice wall? We have a tiny sliver of the answer to that question. And the little bit that we know is astounding. I've kept this to myself long enough. I'm tired of the lies. Mostly, I'm tired of seeing the wrong people prosper because of those lies. I need help. I want to get this story out, and I need to do so safely. 
I'm not keen on being locked away for violating my security clearance. I expect to be vulnerable to harassment or harm by private individuals, foreign governments, and probably my own government as well. I'm writing this from a laptop that I purchased with cash two years ago and haven't used until earlier this week. I am in a parking lot outside a motel using their free Wi-Fi. I've gone over this message in my mind for years. I thought about posting to YouTube or sending out to media outlets, but I can't get myself into a situation where I've given up my freedom so that a total of 100 people can hear my story and disregard it. I am not a paranoid person and I do not live my life in fear, but I don't believe in taking unnecessary risks. I knew that I might someday need or want sound evidence to back up my story. Photos can be fake, documents can be forged, witnesses can perjure. I'm not about to let myself be dismissed as a lunatic or a liar. So let me ask you, what would you do? I did something, and it doesn't involve photos. I have verifiable proof of my journey and where it led, but a premature disclosure or a release could undermine my ability to authenticate it. I hope to soon be in a position where I can disclose it. I don't enjoy being cryptic. As the operator of a YouTube channel, I am hoping that you could offer some suggestions for getting this story out. My goal is to use the audience to get attention, but also to hit. Okay, so this is crazy. So I see. So this this video There's caught my attention, right? So it caught my attention because it's this person, I guess, went to Antarctica and started seeing this big ice wall, and you know, he he his perception was that. I'm going to find the truth about the world, right? And what I'm trying to challenge and what I'm, what I'm trying to bring to the, the, the LA Natives podcast is that we never really had a global, like indigenous people never went, oh, the globe, mm-hmm. right? And if you really look and study the Mexica calendar or the Aztec, you know, Sunstone or the Tonal Mashiot is flat. It's not like it's a not sphere. a globe. It's not a sphere. It's flat. Yeah. Right. But then they talk about ice walls. And, and, and I'm not saying that the earth is flat. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that the Mexicas say that it's flat. I'm not saying that because people will get all crazy and oh, look at he thinks it's flat. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. It's a flat earther. What I'm saying is. It's impossible for one person or a group of people to figure that out because it's unprovable. Professor Ivano, thank you very much. It's unprovable. It's something that they picked and said, well, let them prove me wrong. Right? Like this guy did his whole dramatic fucking video about, I went to the ice wall. I saw it for myself. It's there. I know it. But did he take the fucking trip and follow the wall all the way around the fucking globe? He didn't do that. He went to a suction in Antarctica and saw a big ass fucking ice wall glacier and said, and he surmised his imagination to go. You can kind of compare it to, you know, you know, for thousands of years, people have been trying to figure out the spirit. Mm. You know, you can't see it. Mm. How do you prove it's there? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you say, you, you, you can't, can't disprove you, it. You can't fucking say oh, it's not true, but also you can't say it is true. Right. Because, you know. Because the first reaction did you, the, the, you know, when you sat there, you're like, 
This is different. Hey, oh, wow, wait. This guy is making some sense. It kind of reminds me of the Truman Show. I don't know if you've seen that movie with Jim Carrey. I have not seen that movie. Where it's like, he's like in a TV show, but mm. everybody's supposedly real. Uh-huh. But then he tries to run away. He wants to leave that. He wants to go to another state or another country, but he can't leave because the TV show, he's been bred since he was a kid there. Mm. Since he was a baby, so he doesn't know any other town but there. But it's, a, it's called the Truman Show. Mm -hmm. It's like a TV I show. I, I've heard of the movie, yeah. So um, at the end, Jim Carrey is like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm fucking, I'm trying to get the fuck out of here, but he can't catch a plane. Like, everybody's, like, stopping him from leaving. Mm. Finally, he gets on a boat. He's fucking, they're like, hey, turn the water up. Turn the sun, put the sun up, <laughs> oh, wow. and it's like, oh shit! Like these fools are controlling the weather, everything, mm. till he gets to a point where he gets to a one and fucking the boat like goes through the wall, kind of, and he's like, what the fuck is this? Is this a fucking movie mm. set? You know what Whoa, I'm saying? Fun. So he fucking goes through the door, and that's when the movie ends. Mm. It doesn't show you like how does he see it now mm. that he figured out that his whole life. Is a fucking movie or a TV show. Right, right. You know, kind of like, that's kind of like the way I feel when, when you see, like, the flat earth, the moon, the stars. It's right. like, who knows if this shit's real? I can't, I can't prove it for myself. Right. I got to take your word for it. Right. You know what like, I'm saying? Who, no one has invested money, like, in, and they say, oh, well, the government did it. And, and maybe they have. Who knows? Cause, maybe. Because if, if, here's the thing. We all have, just because we see a map in a book, we automatically go, oh, that's truth. Oh, shit, that's what it looks like. Africa looks like that, you know, and, and I know there's satellite images, and I'm not trying to say that, that some of those pictures are not real or whatever. What I'm trying to say is that the perception of us or even the greatest adventurer or the greatest person in the world that went and spent all kinds of money to, to figure out this question would never solve that answer and could never prove it to a mass of people. Right. Yeah. Cause the world is bigger than you. So then people get caught up in these theories and, 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 and believe it as truth and that the, this and that and the other. And I don't know. I just felt like we have to challenge our perspective. Not to say that I, I don't have a, a, here's my answer yeah. to flat earth. I don't know if it's flat and I don't know if it's round because it's way far beyond my conception. I mean, I, the, t there are certain things that I, you know, I like to think about and I'm like, damn, like, you know, like same, same thing, like certain um, questions that you don't have to answer to like, what's going to happen when I die type shit. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I start bringing myself back to the moment where I'm like, does that really fucking matter? Because <laughs> I'm still fucking here. I'm yeah. still trying to struggle. I'm still got to do whatever the fuck I got to do now. Right. Whether, like, there's war in the Ukraine. Does that mean I don't get to work tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that fucking, right. you know, How does I, it can, affect I can you? fucking fuck people up and go rob a bank and shit? You can't. It's just like shit still got to go the way it's got to go. Mm -hmm. And the only way I see it sometimes that I, I tell myself is like the only shit is, is the individual. Mm -hmm. Like truth is in the individual. Absolutely. Wherever, 
wherever the individual thinks is true, that's true to them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's true. certain things that you're like, dude, I've been there. It, mm-hmm. It's like, it's logic sense. Like, no, they're like, I don't believe it, bro. Right. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, it's just, it. to me, though, it, it becomes the sense of, of um, it, it's always for me as an indigenous individual, as someone who's fighting for indigenous rights and understanding the, the concepts of living in harmony with the earth, because that's what it means Definitely. to be Mexica or Aztec. Yes. You know, it all comes under the guises of white supremacy or white opinion. Yes. Right? And how... They have to find out the truth about everything because when they do, they will be superior to you. And not only that, and this is why I like you have the show, is because now I'm hearing certain facts and certain things from somebody that looks like me, Mm. from somebody that's part of that, Mm. where I've noticed and, um, you know, the certain things that when I try to research about the Aztecs, about the Mayan, about even the Egyptians, anything that is fucking culturally old is never being taught by that in, by that people. <coughs> oh, I see. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's, it's taught a, by it's, a white it's, person. It's always like a, a, a white scholar dude that he's the one going in there finding all the meanings and... And they kind of like let them into different shit where the real fools, they can't even get in there. And these fools, how do you know they're translating the right way? Or how do you know they're not keeping certain things from you? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and, and it's just like anything. Well, that's you the, find that, something worth using, you're going to keep it for you so that you can stay in power so you can have that advantage. And... In reality, there really is no advantage in real life for the way I feel it because you're going to die anyway. You don't get to fucking outlive me. Mm-hmm. I don't get to outlive you either. It's mm-hmm. like that, that part is done. Mm-hmm. Like, so what is it going to, you know, but there's people that that's the way they feel. They have to have that power mm-hmm. and, and, or that knowledge to f- make them feel like, hey, I'm, I'm a part of something bigger. You know what I mean? But Right. Reality is like nobody, nobody's fucking gets to escape. It's like they say, life is so risky, you'll never get out alive. So why not? Why not take risk? Right. You know why not fucking question shit? Right. Why do you always just have to do what they say or, or feel like oh this is the right thing? Right. Like fuck it, dude. Just do what makes you happy, and at the same time, you know, it's not gonna hurt anybody, and you're still you know being responsible if you have a family and all that stuff too it's not about just like oh i'm gonna quit now my kids they don't have a house and fucking right i mean you know just like anything mm-hmm. just planning shit out but well to be informed and to and to understand and to challenge perspective and to not get caught up in these loops of of trying to find out certain realities that can't be proven you know That's could true. could be a distraction, not not. If it's extent. if it's if it's a hobby, man, and you want to find that out, that's, that's like great. on you. That's great, but um, because everyone has a right to spend their time however they want to. It's not there's no this and that, but there's there was one thing that Admiral Byrd said about Antarctica that stuck into my mind and really kind of challenged my perspective from 
the ice wall and yeah. you know the flat earth and it's like whoa it just made me think bigger than nasa's picture or or, or a school globe it made me think bigger than that mm-hmm. right because that when they show you a globe it kind of traps your mind because you go oh cool i know what the earth. i know what the mind yeah i know what the earth looks like it's a round yeah. thing you know it's a round this round thing but admiral bird had mentioned and and, it, and it's been on tiktok and ig and admiral bird is not it's not something it's very popular right now mm-hmm. in in this time of in this type of thought but he said that there was a landmass as big as America that has not been just nobody's ever went and just because they don't have the resources to go there. Because yeah. if you go deep, deep, you're gonna need gas. You're gonna run out of gas. Or what are you gonna do it on foot? Yeah. You know the challenges of it's like of, a new terrain. How are you gonna know how to you know move through it? If, exactly. If you, if so you it's unexplored. Yeah. As big as this landmass, I believe it. Right? No, he saw it. He I saw it. it. He, he's an admiral. They paid. They you know the 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 government sent him there on purpose, right? Because the Nazis were going to Antarctica too. And yeah, I, I heard of They're that. finding a lot of things there, yeah. right? But when he said that there's a landmass that hasn't been, you know, discovered the size of the United States or, or let's just say half of that, the United States, that's a lot of land. And what goes beyond that? You know, is there even more? Because we're just, just taking the word of this instance these institutions that are right now at this point breaking themselves apart because they're going, well, we can't keep up with the lie. We can't say they fucking, you know, it's, it's it, they so have to dismantle everything. I think that now is like the age of information though. Right. There's so much information out there now that, mm-hmm. you know, now you just, sometimes you get over flooded. Like you don't know what to believe, you know, like this makes sense. That makes sense. And then, like I said, it comes back to, individual is like okay well is that gonna is that benefiting me mm. like is that helping me out in any way like cope with no it's just that some people will talk to you about it for like fucking days no, that, and I'm, that, I'm that type of person the flatterers too, like, and the fucking and it's cool about, it's like good theories man good, good makes sense but just about anything because yeah. you know you get caught up in like like for me i i I get excited about learning new shit and be like, oh, damn, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's crazy about the flat earth because it does make sense because, you know, you're surrounded by the, the north and the south poles. They're both mm. fucking cold as fuck. There's but we're taking other people's word for it. We're, t- yes. we're just going, oh, yeah, you're right. You said so. You know, but whose oh. word are we taking when it comes to them telling us the earth is round? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like we're taking, we're taking the word of... People like, who do, are, do you believe we, we landed on the moon? No, absolutely I, I, not. I don't believe that don't shit believe with that. a fucking mile away, bro. I saw I, that fakeness. Like, how the fuck in the 60s and 70s we went out into the moon? I know. With that type of technology. But, okay. Like, hell no. Here, here's here's what, what people don't, like, I, I'm just a, a history buff, dude. And I looked at that the documentary by Oliver Stone. Yeah. Um, ah, fuck, I forgot the name of it. Anyways, I saw a debate during that documentary. It was very intriguing because it was Kennedy and Nixon. And they were debating. Uh, Kennedy was debating about Cuba, right? He was trying to talk about Cuba. And then Nixon flips the switch and starts talking about TV. And the TV, we need to go towards the TV because every home should have a TV. What better way to inform our people, right? And then, boom. Boom. 
TVs are in every home. And guess what? We get to go to what? The moon. Why? Because we couldn't disprove that they didn't go to the moon. Same thing as flat earth. We cannot disprove that it's flat or round or whatever it is. Now pictures are surfacing. You know, people are really analyzing the photos. But it, how long has it been? At the time it happened. Right. At the time it happened, when people were looking at that fucking TV, they were going, damn, look. We could fucking... They're, we're on the moon and they're fucking really believing this shit. And not only that, but it's according, like, it's just like everything, according to science and all this other stuff that these guys supposedly prove. It's like, if you step out of the atmosphere, your shit is turning inside out. <laughs> <laughs> so, how the fuck are you gonna stop that? It's like you're saying, you've never been in that terrain. Yeah. How do you know what to expect? What, you threw three other people out there and then you've seen that and then you try to. You know, reverse fucking engineer that shit or what? Right. You know what I'm saying? How are you getting on top of that? There's just no way to disprove it. Because to disprove it, you would have to have a lot of money. You would have to go, you know what? I don't think fucking NASA is telling me the truth. And I'm going to back it up with my fucking millions and millions and millions and millions. No one's going to do that. It's it's like the Truman Show back again. Because what if you did? What's going to happen? Like, oh, I guess the moon's not real. (laughs) Or I guess this is not real, but... Uh, it just is, and it's also it's really it, it was it, so much. But what I'm trying to point out for the audience is that that debate really, really struck a nerve with me. It put a big piece of the puzzle together because then Nixon was really kind of advocating for the manipulation of a population. Oh, yeah. Right? They're they're going to manipulate us through this new technology. What is the new technology? Television. Right? And now we're on cell phones. And now we're on 5G. And now we're on these technologies that lead the narrative of an agenda. What is that agenda? That's for us to be informed about. But if we go back to the beginning of our first encounters with European settlers, we created agreements that we did not sign, we didn't need to sign, because that was your agreement to us that you will keep yourself in line. That's not us. We didn't have paperwork. We didn't go, okay, cool. Now let's sign this agreement so you could, you could, you see, you could follow it. Now I'm going to sue you or whatever the fuck. That, that. We didn't have that. We sat in a circle. We went with our tribes. We went with our warriors. We sat with their, their councils, and they said, oh, look, this is the agreement. Okay, you're going to follow this agreement? Yeah, okay, well, you guys better follow this agreement, yeah. right? And then they broke every agreement because they you know, murdered our, our, our grandfathers. Everyone who protected us got murdered or lied to. or, or th- I'm, I'm talking in a very general sense, you know, the story of indigenous people. So the more information we have, the more questioning of perspective that we have, the better chance that our future generations have a chance. Of course. Why? Because I want to I share this other one, Armando. Course, this is this is a is very it, important. Is it one. the video? It, it it's one of the links that I have. So and that's. Uh, is it this one right here? The one with the woman and the guy sitting down? No, because that one has to be queued up to the right moment where he's talking about hacking a, a human. But but what I'm trying to point out, watch, is I think it's this one. No, it's Hi, not COVID. this one. It's not that one. 
that one's a COVID one that I wanted to share with one, but I want to see if it is Folks, there is a new world order that's being created. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order can emerge. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations. Future generations. World order. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order. It is a big idea, a new world order. Such is a world worthy of our children's future. A world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order. Children's that's future. that's why I wanted to speak to you today about the new world taking shape around us. About the prospects for a new world order now within our reach. I'll be talking in some detail about the possibility of a new world order. The quest for the new world order. New world order. The new world order really is a tool for addressing a new world of possibilities. The present George Bush has talked time and time again. So I'll stop it right there with just George Bush saying that, right? The reason I bring that video up is because he mentioned a few times our future generations, mm-hmm. right? And the New World Order is a set of agendas and laws yes. that they're going to push towards the population. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that those laws are legal, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense of, or moral, of any kind of nature. But, they're just going to push you. In other words, the presumption of authority. We're presuming that the government has authority over us. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm talking about us, meaning indigenous people. Right. When I challenge their documents, their agreements, like, in other words, if we made an agreement, me and you and you broke that agreement, well, then I'm going to take back my shit. Of course. Because you broke the fucking agreement. Yes. But it seems like they could break 500 treaties and have no consequence. Our job as future people that, yes. that are making like my children and my children's children is to educate them about those agreements that they broke. Because once you educate the, about the agreements that they broke, that makes the contract null and void and everybody gets back what they said they were going to do. And what we want is our sovereignty. And that's all we want. I don't want 40 acres and a mule. I don't want reparations. I don't want shit to do with them. I just want my sovereignty back, mm-hmm. right? And what does that mean? Well, you go to work, right? Yes. You get a paycheck? Yes. A regular paycheck? Yes. And then there's deductions to the paycheck? Of course. Absolutely. People don't understand that when we use our Social Security to get a job, get a check, then get deductions, that we're pledging our children it's like if I told you, hey, bro, I'm going to, when you grow up, I'm going to pay you so that you could pay half of your earnings to someone else. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say as a kid? You're going to be like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to sure. go to work 100% of the time and then pay 52% of that to someone else that I don't know. And, oh, but you won't get no benefits. Or you won't get no this. And you won't get no that. Of course. You never got that. You never, ever got that. It wasn't okay. about that. People who set up these structures were militaries that were taxing the population. And they still are. It's like 
right now is probably the it, it's probably right now is the best time they could prove that it's working that it's worked all this time mm. you know because like they just been getting better at it at the game and we've been getting worse at it we've kind of been like ah, fuck this yeah well it's kind of like like you know what i'm saying where it's like but now i feel that people are awakening again like you know what we had enough of this shit why are you guys feel like you're in charge of something that's not even yours there you go why are you the ones telling me what the fuck to do when we've been here yeah for thousands of years and that's the questioning that we're talking and it's about. like oh we need a black president nothing nothing against black people nothing or, or we need a white person whatever but there is it, it it's it kind of like boggles my head because people are not like oh why don't we have an indigenous president mm. or, or not just an indigenous but like a native president that's part of this country that's been here for thousands of years and and the way I, I tell people is like it's just it's like going to Japan there's not a white guy over there fucking running Japan mm. there's not a white guy over there running North Korea there's not a white guy running fucking Vietnam or China you know what I'm saying why the fuck are they running us? Why the fuck are they running Africa over there too? You know what I'm saying? It's it's it, it's, it's, it's colonialism. Exactly. And and it it's made to be hidden as well. And mm-hmm. like you're saying, like they give you just enough. Well so we don't say shit and, and and they bury shit certain ways where it gets to the point where whenever you do speak up, you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going against America. You're going against the, the land of the free. You know what I'm saying? You're going, you're, you're kind of bashing what you're supposed to be grateful for. But that's, that's, you know what I'm but saying? that's, that's, that's where you again challenge your perspective uh, yeah, because you're going, you're assuming that, or a person would take the position that, oh, wow, this is the land of the free. You're talking about America. Why don't you go back where, where you came from and all that bullshit, right? But you're going under the presumption that you kept your word. Yes, of course. They didn't keep their word once. Not of once. Of Not they, once did they keep their motherfucking word. And, and that's, so how do you, if, if I'm your friend and I always lie to you, how do I still have credibility with you? It almost seems like, oh, well, be, hey, be careful because Ruben's kind of cool, man. You don't want to lose his friendship, do so you? The way I see it is it's become like a bullying type of thing. Like, okay, you don't want to agree with us, we're fucking you up. We're going <laughs> to fuck your family up. We're throwing you in jail. You know, we're taking away all your shit. Yeah. You want to fuck with us? Throw them in the fucking But camp. this is the land of the free, though. Like, this is the land of the brave. This is the this is that illusion or that picture that they, the American dream, um, you know, all of us are are created equal. They'll, they'll, they'll argue that fact. The most educated people... They come from the most educated institutions will argue that fact when they broke every single treaty. They brought Africans as mules, as people who worked for them. They didn't pay them. They abused them. They raped them. Yet they get to go, well, America's so equal. America, we automatically, it's like the, that's why Nixon was so adamant about TV. 
Yeah, because then they paint the narrative. Look how look how good we are. And not only that, but now that I'm more aware of stuff, you know, it's like every look at every advertisement, look at every fucking movie, every TV show, every fucking movie you go watch. It's all based on white people. It's mm. all a, a programming put on us. Like, yeah. hey, we gotta act more like them. Mm. And the only thing, like I say, for me, this is just my thing. Is like. I take advantage of those things. Like, I trip out on how white people, even if they're homeless, they're like, they'll walk up and fucking act like their own shit. <laughs> and it's like, why the fuck am I not acting that way? Yeah. Where's my confidence? Yeah. I'm the one that should be fucking yeah, Absolutely. That yes. You know, fucking walk in like, I own this motherfucker. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Not go to a beach where like everybody's white and you're like, oh man, they're embarrassed like, or you. Fuck that! This, you should be embarrassed to be in my shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's where, like I said, that's where my mentality has changed. Where the identity comes in, it's like, I don't give a fuck who's here. Mm-hmm. This is my shit. I, I mean, this is where I'm at. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And in in that confidence, where I was telling uh, my homeboy the other day, it's like, you know, white people, they they don't give a fuck. They'll go to the hood. And you know how they they fucking survive? Hey, you tell me something, I'll call the cops right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Us, we don't do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. We don't go to a white neighborhood and be like, I'll call the cops on you. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't even go there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But And and why not? Right. Well, it, it, You know what I'm saying? That's the way I feel like they could come to our shit. Why can't we go to their shit? It's come to a point, though. You know what I'm saying? It's and, com- and, and not in a fucked up way but in a way where you know we're doing our own shit now like you know certain it's, things it's, like master p and, and these guys that are building for their community or or starting big businesses where they can give opportunities and you know create different venues and it's it's the way i see revenues. it in, in, in a metaphoric way it's like this blue lighter right is something you stole from me mm-hmm. and every day i see you you have that fucking blue lighter. And I know it's mine. Yes. Right? But you're acting like it's yours. Yeah. Right? And it's like it's right there. But we don't have the courage to go, fuck this shit. This shit was mine. And you know what? Because you said, you said, because we made an agreement that so-and-so or whatever the agreement was, that's why you have that lighter. Right? But then you just took the lighter and didn't do anything on your side. So you automatically broke the contract, and that's what I'm trying to challenge perspective, that if we're indigenous people, the reason why we won't ever ascend to presidents and senators and without being really, you know, brought up to to like Obama, where he's fucking like, I'm practically born into the system, that particular elite group, which he has royal blood or whatever the blood line is, um, We'll never ascend to those positions because we lost the war. We lost wars. We got conquest. No one will ever go, oh, look at the brilliant guy that they conquest. Because white people have this superiority complex that their great-great-grandfather kicked the shit out of my great-grandfather. And that's why they're better. Mm -hmm. Right? But my great-grandfather... Didn't even fight with you, because he knew. 
only that, you just stabbed him in the back. Fucking <laughs> but but all, there's another there's another story too though that it's this it's not it's not cut and dry. The conquest is a very complex conversation. It'll probably take us about a hundred years of strict, you know, digging into the books with the scholars and everyone to decipher what really happened because we can't take history books or um, college institutions word for it because you broke that word a long, long, long time ago. You broke every single word as an indigenous person. You broke every single word, every single promise, every single agreement, every single thing you said you were going to do, you broke it. And you do that, you lose credibility. So you don't have jurisdiction. How can you possibly now, right now, take me to court and really see, sit me in front of a judge. But if we do the research and research the Republic of America, Versus the United States corporate corporation of America, then we start going down a different rabbit hole, right? And, and, and it's just like anything in life, man. It's like it just takes it it it, it takes time. It takes people to step up. It t- it takes individuals to you know bring certain things up. It's just like you know um, I feel sometimes like like we're like a butterfly, like a monarch. Um, a butterfly only lives a certain time, and it can only travel a route a certain Distance, part of it yeah. before it dies. And then their kids are born, and then they continue the journey. Mm. And then it goes, mm. you know, endlessly, infinite. Mm. And then that's how I feel sometimes. Like, my ancestors, they were doing certain things, and then it got to this point, and then that was their life. Or they got killed, or, or they got old, whatever, and then I, I picked it up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and, and I might not be my relative, but it's certain things that I've learned about, you know, different other people. And then, like nowadays, too. I like that young, explanation. There, there's youngsters nowadays where I'm like, damn. I didn't know that are, about butterflies. These guys are freaking, uh, these guys know more shit than I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's dope. You guys are young. They already speak Nahuatl. They're like, up on game, I was like, "Dad, these guys." Are That's what I appreciate about the next generation is that these when I met, warriors, w- man. yeah, when I met when I met Sunchild, like yeah. uh, one of a really good, you know, brother that came to my music was a fan of my music. Man, he was a vegan. He was like super dedicated to the gym. This brother was like zero fat. He meditated. He he did everything that we. St- studied about he, he did was doing, he was practicing he was it. doing it you yeah. know and, and to the extreme great. and i felt so proud of the the next generation going the next generation is taking it to another level it's going and, it, and it's accelerating exactly. but if you notice the clip that i played about george bush and the new world order he mentioned the thing that i really want to implant into the community into the heads of the community is he said future generations right that they have to follow the rules that are going to be imposed for future generations. That reminded me of the doctrine of discovery when Pope, the Pope wrote that the children of the enemies of Christ, the children of the enemies of Christ will be put into perpetual slavery. Mm-hmm. Perpetual slavery means forever. That means you win the lottery. Yeah, you'll have fun, but you're going to go back to being a slave. Yeah. Right? 
if you even if you're the best entrepreneur and you get to a certain level, you'll understand that you're always a slave. That's the mentality of white supremacy. That's the mentality that came from the Pope in the doctrine of discovery that morphed or mutated into manifest destiny. If you're using those principles to base your ownership of the land, you have very bad, um, uh, how could I say this? You have a very bad contract on your hands that you're trying to present to people who are tired of it. Like you said earlier, you're like, we're tired of this shit. We want to teach people what is the answers that we need to know. And as we go, I like to think of it like this. I don't expect things to change in 20 years. I expect things to change in 100 years. And it's long way after me. And you know what? Like you said, the butterfly thing. And you know what, though? But at the same time, I feel personally, like, like I said, I've been studying about, you know, um, spirituality and about your spirit and, and about the, you know, learning on, like they say, is, is, is figuring out what is real, what is not real, what counts, what doesn't count. And then... I put it in this perspective is, is the only way and the only time I'm ever going to find out is when I'm going to leave this earth. Mm. That one last second, everything's going to be explained. But it's just going to be for me because I'm not going to be able to tell nobody because I'm gone. Mm. But at least I, it got explained to me at that. And that's the only time you're made. And that's the only time, I guess, for me, the way I see it is that's the only time you're supposed to know. The real shit. And what what was it about? You know, is at that very moment. And right now I feel like to a certain extent, I feel like I'm a slave to a certain extent. But then I, I tell myself, like, no matter what, I'm always gonna be free in my own mentality inside myself. Like I, I'm a, in agreement with me. Like I'm cool with what I say to me. Whereas before, I wasn't comfortable with what I was telling myself. You know, I'd be like, man, you're, you're fucked up. You, you need to be this way. You need to. Whereas now, it's like, hey, man, you're doing a good job. You're hustling. You're doing the best that you can. You're, you know, you might not be perfect, but hey, you're trying. Every single day, you're doing something different. You know, and you keep pushing, even if it's not 110%. Sometimes 100% is just waking the fuck up. Other days, 100% is like, I did a song, <coughs> I fucking, you know, I worked out, I ate good, I helped some people, I studied, I fucking, you know, I burned some sage, I, I took a walk or whatever, you know what I mean? And that's, now, I see it like, you know, that's, I, like, I don't mind being on my own no more. Like, whereas before, I had to be around people, like, smoking, doing shit. Whereas now it's like, okay, who am I? Like, it comes back to, you know, all these questions that I had, like, about the, the indigenous people, the Spanish, and how all this shit came. That's good. Like you say, it's, like, great to find your identity. <coughs> but then now I, I go back to me and it's like, okay, how are you going to use that to, to, uh, to use it in your, in your daily life? And it's hard, man, because, like, like we were talking about earlier, we're made to... Be the most unnatural people ever. 
because we're forced to everything that we do is unnatural you know the only time you do some natural shit is when you're fucking creating absolutely that's you know that's fact and 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 that's that's the only time where it's a natural Ooh. thing where you're like not forcing shit or, 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 oh, I have to go to work or I have to do this or you push yourself. <coughs> it's like, hey, I'm going to do whatever I want. You know what I mean? I'm going to be free in that sense where at least I'm not a slave in my own body. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck that's it. I'm a, happy with who I am. Th- that's a I mean? great stance, Sickle Soldado. Yeah. That, that you, you couldn't say, say any better. Um, we're at our two-hour mark. We have a jam-packed house. Can you believe the zero people are just sticking around? That's great. Shout out to everybody for uh, yeah. the chat is out. lit. Well, shout out to we have Daniel Hawk in the building. What's up, Daniel? No way, Daniel. What up, Daniel? Damn, Daniel. We need Daniel. to bring him back. Totally. Damn, Daniel. He's he he wants to talk about crypto with us, and let's do it. Oh, that's oh, sweet. Tight. There it is. Crypto. Crypto. So that's a new thing. so uh, zero. Any last words? <coughs> well, you know, thank you. Sickle Soldado for coming. Thank you guys for having me, man. Sharing your independent um, uh, music grind, the stories, um, also your perspective as well, you know. Because, you know, remember the LA Natives is just here to just have opinions. And, you know, everyone, we have to learn to be sovereign in our own opinion. It's like what you're talking about. How am I going to apply this indigenous wisdom to my life? It's, it's cool to know, but how am I going to apply it to my life? And what you were describing just a second ago was, you know, doing your best, like the Toltec wisdom of, of Don Miguel Ruiz, doing your best. And doing your best will depend on how well do you take care of yourself. I mean, if you're going to, you know, eat fast food, not exercise, work 12 hours a day, your music's going to reflect. Your best is going to be different. You're going to give it your best, but you're going to only give it whatever you can because all these other distractions are in the way. So LA Natives was born to challenge that perspective, right? And to give you information that you can apply to yourself so that you can, on your own, as a sovereign individual, create this reality inside here because if you're going to institutions if you're going to churches or family members to help you with this perspective there has to come a time where you're going to create your own perspective and that's why i brought up you know the flatter thing because it's unprovable and i also played the clip of george bush because he's talking about our future generations Mm -hmm. and what does that mean it's a very broad statement but it means a lot that means they're going to follow whatever rules are enforced. So if they say universal income and they go, well, you're only worth $800 a month because you're fucking Mexican and that's all you deserve. That's a part of it because your great, great grand, you may, you may not fall, fucking fall through that. You know, you may be the one protesting going, fuck that, but your children's children will suffer that. And that's why he said future generations, right? We have a chance to have a new world order for future generations. So keep awareness alive in you. Definitely. Learn and absorb what you can. But most important, 
apply it into your life, right? That's you apply it into your life. If you don't apply anything you learned into your daily life, like I wouldn't be here if I wasn't intermittent fasting. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't, you know, doing Malinali superfoods and, and doing my music stuff too, you know? I'm implementing all this information so that it could come out in my own truth, in my own reality, in my own sovereign way. Remember that we're all sovereign beings. And the message maybe, one of the messages in today's show is to remember that we created agreements with European settlers and they broke every single agreement. So if they broke that agreement, then I'm taking back my wisdom, I'm taking back my agreements that I had with you and I'm creating my new, my new reality for future generations. See, I get to say it too. George Bush may have said it on TV and trying to implement this whole thing too, but we have a choice too. And when we are informed and we challenge our perspective and we take responsibility for our own reality, then things change. And I don't expect change to be overnight. I expect change, though, to happen in 100 years. And maybe one lifetime I'll be able to experience what that change is. Because the universe is harmonious. And if we walk in the way of our ancestors, to walk in harmony with Mother Earth and our experience, then the sadness and the happiness and all that comes together as one lifetime. Just like you mentioned. Maybe you see it all at the end, that last second of life. You saw it all. The whole reason of existence. And you know what? You know, for me, I, I, I just want to get this out there, too. It's like, it's, it's about fucking up, too. Yeah. You know, you're not always going to be on 100% your game, but it's about not giving up. Yeah. You know, and... And, and learning. Maybe today you fucked up by... You know, not controlling your anger or, or your emotions or whatever. But fuck, tomorrow's another day. You could try it again. Yeah. You know, don't just because you didn't do it yesterday doesn't mean you can't do it today. And that's why I it's say about getting back on it, getting back on it. You cannot like for, there's times for me like there's times where I don't go to the gym for uh, two weeks, a month or whatever. But then I'm like, you know what? Let me let me start again. Mm. Whereas, you know, some people feel defeated. They'll never go back to the gym. Mm. They'll feel like, that's it. That yeah. was my run. My, <laughs> my two months in. And it's okay. Like, hey, shit, if you quit, come back at it. Yeah. Just like with music. Hey, you might have quit, but hey. Keep you feel, Hey, come back into it. Yeah. Come back down. Like, there's times where you take breaks or whatever. Come back. You don't have to completely quit. Yeah. It's just, you know. Well, that's why. Like anything, man. That's why. That's why I say. Up, learning. That's why I say that. I don't want to see change happen overnight because I know in overnight there's a lot of mistakes and learning and, and, and evolution. So yeah, 100 years from now, I know my people are going to be different. I know my people are going to be together. I know my people are going to go back to the truth of who they are and what their ancestors left them. Their ancestors left them wisdom. Their ancestors left them stone monuments to reference, to put them to put them in a position equal with the stars, in the position of those stars. Because the stars are where we come from. It's a piece of us, right? So stay tuned. 
We'll see you next Wednesday. Tasukamatli, umeteo, tonansi, tonatu.